Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Serious Issues, a weekly comic book podcast. My name is Andrew Levins, and joining me today, I have JZ and JB. That's yeah. right, Joel yeah, Zaman and Jackson it. Bailey. <laughs> yeah, that was harder than I thought it was going to be. I like the little pause. And J. Oh 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 oh. <laughs> B. No, I almost I was going to call you BJ Baxton Jaley. <laughs> oh, blowjob. Ah. Joel Zaman and Blowjob here again. That's what we'd so, be called if we were like a drive time radio team. Joel Zaman and Blowjob. Joel Zaman and Blowjob in the morning. I think I'd be called the Blowjob. Joel Zaman the Blowjob. K twenty five six. Just trying to think: is that a good nickname or a bad nickname? You know. It's- it's I know it's broadsheet mm, for drive time. <laughs> one of those un- forever unexplained nicknames. Yeah, are we Why calling are we all- like a, a like a big man tiny? So are we calling him blowjob because he lack blowjob, or because he had I'm too much, or because he's good or bad? Mm. I've listened to Joel Zammett and the blowjob for four years now, every single afternoon, and I still have no idea <laughs> yeah. they call him, why they call him the blowjob. He's <laughs> never what? mentioned a blowjob in all those years. <laughs> it's also got very like. It doesn't sound like he's receiving vibe. a blowjob. Yeah, I don't know. Who the blowjob? Okay, your new name is Hootie. <laughs> Why are we on K twenty five point six or whatever? I said yeah, that's well. that's the real question. <laughs> it's like some kind answer. of Soviet radio station still going out. It's a numbers station. Hey, hey everyone, shut real. the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! Because it's a comic book podcast, and today we will be reviewing. Uh, believe it or not, it is not any of the two voices you've just heard going on trial today. Mm. Today we are attending the trial of Magneto. Zamet. Mm. Oh, <laughs> returns to his love question mark yes. of the x-men um <laughs> and uh then we're going way 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 back because of uh, forever relevant jackson bailey has decided <laughs> to review a 78 year old comic yeah it could be it's, it's old. <laughs> the very first detective comics uh, issue is being reviewed for the first time on serious issues mm-hmm. and uh i have finished as promised in uh, one of the first episodes we recorded together, I finished Full Metal Alchemist. Whoa! So give my final Love. thoughts on that and talk about the next, uh, you know, beloved manga series that I'm reading now. So all that and more in today's serious issues. It's a bigger. It's a mm. bigger. Mm. Tell you so what. We received our summons in the mail <laughs> and um, we've got fuck all else going on, so we can't get out yeah. of it. Uh, the three of us are now attending jury duty yeah. for yep. the trial <laughs> the of trial Magneto. Of Magneto. <laughs> yeah, sure are. So, 
Yeah, you um, and I are just uh, we're mere mere jurors. Joel's Zammet, Zammet, you're actually persecuting or defense. I haven't decided yet. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, 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 I'm excited when they when they first announced like, oh, they're going to do the trial of Magneto, and I was like, I wonder what they're going to do. And, and then they did their um, uh, uh, ball gala thing that happened, yeah. uh, the Cohen gala. Um, and then at the end, uh, the Scarlet Witch was murdered. Uh, oh no, Wanda Maximoff, oh she dead. Um, and I'm like, okay, I guess that. And then it's called like, Trial of Magneto, and uh, so that's sort of what's happening. Uh, uh, in in comic books, and I, re- I read issue one because the, the the two issues are out. Issue one is is isn't bad. Issue one is all right. It okay. it's uh, the, the artwork is pretty decent, um, and the storyline is like okay. I wish everyone would just calm the fuck down and talk, but there's none of that. Everyone is just mm. it's, it's sort of like it feels like they're trying to just cram in action um, oh. and just some fights for no reason, and it's a bit confusing, and I don't know why they're doing that. There are do some you interesting say, things. Do you want to say who, who was written by and drawn by first? Uh, great question. Uh, I, I've got uh, it here. Do you want me to, uh, me to uh, tell you? <laughs> Please do. Is this, is, this, is this legal in the court of law? Your Honour. When I was written to drive, I was just scrolling through, but like, yeah, this is good. Or this Leah is Williams. Mm. Leah Williams is the writer of this uh, of this event, and mm-hmm. we have uh, pencils by Lucas Wernick and Valerio Schiti um, as uh, on, on art duties. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, again, the first issue is, is is pretty solid. It sort of sets it all up, uh, and there's some, some interesting interesting things that they're playing with because they're they're drawing a lot from like some like, you know previous continuity that I think some people weren't didn't like, um, oh, okay. which was during um, when the the Red Skull dug up Charles Xavier's body oh, and stole no. his brain. <laughs> Who could forget <laughs> the best era of, of, of human history? Wow. And 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 for some reason there was a spell that happened and some people went good and some people like who were previously oh. good went um bad and some people that were previously bad went good. It was a is terrible this, time for comics. For some reason the only comic I know from this era mm. is Carnage goes yeah. good. Yeah. And Carnage starts eating like serial killers. Yeah. And everyone's like, you can't do that, Carnage. And he's like, what the fuck? I'm <laughs> I doing thought I'm good. being a good boy. <laughs> How is this what? Mm-hmm. Is <laughs> he's so frustrated. Yeah, Axis. this this yeah. is Axis. It was very bad. Anyway, uh, in that horrible. in that run, I'm pretty sure it was in that run, it was revealed that uh Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, Pietro and Wanda were not the children of uh, Magneto, so not the biological children of Magneto. Okay. And I'm pretty sure they did this in comics because at the time, uh, I think Fox owned the rights to Pietro and and, the, and Wanda or whatever the hell was going on. And they or, were about to appear in mm, Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah, and again, it was like, like well, this way they are 100% definitely not mutants. Um, Didn't and they I, suggest that they were inhumans? Potentially, at some point, yeah. I wouldn't Would, be shocked. Yeah. <laughs> like, or just up something else. They're mole men. They were, they were, they were, <laughs> yeah. they were raised by the actual cow woman. It was good. Yeah. Uh, she, he, they, maybe they were that. Um, so yeah, so th- this is sort of like basing it off that because at the, at the moment with X Men, they're like, if you're a mutant, you can get resurrected. We're basically backing you all up on a big computer. So when you die, we can resurrect you with the same thoughts and everything like that. And so at the at the trial of Magneto, issue one, uh, Magneto is going before the Quiet Council and he's like, okay, um, 
because everyone's a little bit sus at the moment. But everyone, he's like, look, uh, my daughter has been murdered. I'll resurrect her. You sons of bitches. And everyone's like, well, look, she wasn't a mutant or she was not whatever the hell that was. What that was. So we do have her backed up to a point. So if we resurrected her now, it would be like an older version of Wanda. And okay. then Magneto's like, I don't give a shit. I want my daughter back. And the quiet council are like, no. And so then, then, then he gets shitty and has a strop. Um, and then, and then everyone, because I think it's X Factor and X Men, and they're like, as in the group X Men, they're yeah. both doing their independent, uh, I guess, investigation of who killed Wanda, doing various things, and they're finding out all this kind of stuff that is definitely hinting towards Magneto, but clearly, of course, it's not. But it's definitely hinting towards Magneto. It's like, oh, they've got a white cape, and they're using magnetism, and all this kind of shit. Blah, 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 Wanda's dead. And everyone's like, ah, yes, it was a Magneto. And uh, so they basically just have a fight. Um, Again, there's no real... Just, again, sitting down, having a conversation would have been nice. Uh, Because I I think this is where I I like with X-Men at the moment, or at least I did like X-Men at the moment, is it's less about the action and more about more of the conversations and kind of like what that is leading to and the more sort of like, uh, hey this was fucked we keep having fights and we just like basically dressing up in in costumes and just fighting so let's kind of get go beyond that um yeah. and kind of do other things but they seem to be let's kind put of the like costume hark- on and talk yeah, yeah. which yeah. I, yeah, I prefer exactly. uh but they seem to be harking back to a bit more of of that kind of um stuff and like basically just jumping to conclusions uh so Magneto is like why are you everyone yelling at me i didn't do this you know that's my daughter and in, instead of basically um I don't know, just accepting the fact that it's a little bit sus uh, yeah. of all the situations going on, Magneto, maybe don't attack everyone, is like, no, nah, I don't believe I won't, and start attacking everyone. Um, and I guess it's a pretty cool fight. Mm-hmm. where, like, they've just... I, I don't know, I feel like it happens all the time in comics where you're reading, like, a really good arc, and then just, mm-hmm. like, a new writer comes in that completely changes the tone, and, like, is that sort of what's happening here? <laughs> I don't... Think so. I think what's happening because again, if uh, yeah, I know Leah William, Williams has been writing mm. X Factor, yeah, oh, that's and, and X Factor has been a really <laughs> yeah. good, solid series of all like the X titles that are out. Like I really have been enjoying X Factor. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's just because I think uh, was it last month uh, Jonathan Hickman was announced that he was leaving the the, mm. the X Men. Um, I guess, franchise uh, for Marvel. And it was a bit disappointing because, again, he's kind of, like, really breathed life into, like, all the X titles. And they did kind of, like, frame it in a way to be like, well, um, Hickman had this idea of basically, like, a three-act structure mm. of, like, the first act is what's happening now, which is with all the, uh, you know, a new island of Krakoa and, like, it's a new mutant nation and all these interesting things that are happening, and that's going to be Act 1. Then Act 2 is going to happen, and we're going to do this, and then Act 3 is going to happen, and we're doing this. And then when all the other writers got involved writing um, the current X-Men, what is the status quo, yeah. uh, uh, and he was like, right, well, Hick- Hickman was like, right, now we're going to move on to, I guess, Phase 2 of this. The writers were like, but we're having fun in Phase uh, 1 yeah, writing yeah. these stories, and I guess they've come to the conclusion, well, look, again, some, some of them are pretty good. Some of them are. Um, and I guess they're just being like, right, let's actually then just stay in this Phase 1 for a bit. 
yeah. and see what so happens. What they've done is they've killed Hickman's idea, but yeah. they've backed it up. <laughs> but they can only go back to a certain point <laughs> if they restore it. Mm, mm, mm. So, uh, look, I'll happily eat my words if they're like, and, and Hickman never returned to the X-Men. But I'm hoping that he eventually returns to the X-Men when they want to do, like, Phase 2 and Phase 3. And he yeah. can kind of implement maybe the ideas that he was uh, uh, putting through and in Hoxpox. Um, so, I yeah, so get that. Like, you know, it feels like X-Men is having, like, as a completely separate entity mm. to the rest of the Marvel Universe, it is, like, the most fun, like, they're on top of the world, right? like, literally on top of the world right now. Mm. Yeah. And I guess if Phase 2 is him bringing it all crashing to the ground, I can understand <laughs> why writers mm. and, and lifelong fans of, of X-Men would be like, oh, maybe let's just keep it fun for let's a while. Yeah, let's yeah. just keep it going. Because sure. there's, there's some really cool stuff, like, in in um the one that's kind of follows, follows, following Legion, like... Uh, Xavier's son um, there's like big revelations about onslaughts coming back and how that is happening and the problems with the resurrection um, protocols and like that, that stuff is really interesting that they're playing with um, and th- there is stuff that is there that is, is interesting but there's also some other really dumb shit that's happening um, like most of the stuff that's happening I think in X-Force at the moment with uh, uh, Mikhail Rasputin making nesting doll mutants that once you kill them, a little version of them pops out. But you kill them, and a little oh. version pops out. You kill, and a little, little oh, version pops out. Yeah, yeah, because Mikhail is Russian, and it's a Russian. What are the Russians doing for mutants? It's a bit silly. Uh, there's <laughs> hey, a beautiful. Oh, what are the six things you know about Russian people? <laughs> yeah, they love Russian dolls. Love yeah. Russian doll, and they 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 love. That's about it. Vodka. Potatoes. There's like a yep. There's a recent uh, panel. I think I shared with you boys. Um, but it's just like uh, there's Mikhail has like got these bunch of like altered humans or maybe mutants or whatever, and then a polar bear comes out, and it's just like ah yes, an ice bear, the natural predator of mutants and man. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Why not say polar bear? <laughs> Why? What, what does it mean when it's just like, ah, yes, of course, an ice bear. They love hunting mutants and humans. No. God. That's not what... No. <laughs> anyway. Hey, X-Men questions, Amos, mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. What hap- what's Dupe doing these days? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen Dupe for a while. i got so much time for Dupe. Yeah, i got a, a lot, lot of time Dupe. for Dupe as well. Yeah. yeah. They try what that. The, what's going on? What is he? Well, before you know? Hickman did all this, there was like a very quick run of uh, ecstatics that just kind of popped up and it yeah. kind of resurrected a few of the people that had died in um, the X-Force run, uh, original X-Force run. Like yeah. Zeitgeist is back, I think his name is. The guy that vomits acid. And oh, like yeah. he's just resurrected. And you're like, why? Um, yeah. And then... The that just kind of went nowhere, um, which I was kind of happy with because it was a little stupid. Yeah, that's um, So anyway, so yeah, issue one of uh, Trial of Magneto ends with um, uh, Pietro uh, running to the the nation of uh, the island nation of Krakoa and just beating the shit out of his dad or his maybe dad. Um, yeah. Which is, I don't know, it's fucked up because I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, granted that they're not your biological kids, but Magneto did play a part in like raising you, so yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, anyway. I know, is that, it's a, a very weird, weird thing, I guess. It's a very soap like, opera bullshit to yeah. be like, you're not my biological father, then you mean fuck all to me. And it's like, yeah. I helped mold you into a... Okay, then. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So anyway, so uh, Pietro comes in and just beats the shit out of his dad, which is great, because it was a nice little, uh, I guess, mirroring of... Um, like the 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 House of uh, M stuff, where uh, Magneto throws big boulders at Pietro and kills him. So it was nice <laughs> yeah. to see Pietro getting some back. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that was that was good. And there's like a nice, lovely scene of um, like in the in the the Krakoan bar where 
because uh, Blob is just the bartender now. Oh, um, cool. And so it was like Blob, Toad, Mastermind, and Pietro basically like having a drink. And it's like, oh, this is really cool because this is like, you know, the old, like, you know, Brotherhood of Mutants. Yeah. And they're basically being like, you know, to Wanda. And that that was like really kind of a, a nice cool. moment. And it's kind of like issue one ends with like Wanda's narration talking about like, you know, what is death? What is life? What's going on? Where am I, as it were? And then issue two came around. I don't know what's happened between the issue one and issue oh, two. Oh, that was all my... just issue one. Okay. Yeah. 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 My... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my, my, like, I don't know, excitement for the X-Men franchise has, like, I don't know if it's plummeted, but it's definitely, definitely taken a bit of a dive. What a shame. Um, I, I just don't know what's happened. Like, I think I, I blame Dune. Yeah, I probably do. It just yeah, consumed me for a bit more, and yeah, was like, you don't need estate. to know that. Talk about the Bessic Garrett or whatever the hell that is. I'm like, yeah, good point, good point. What about who controls the spice? Who does control the spice? Um, so I don't know, because, like, yeah, X-Force has come out, and I think there's, like, X-Corporation, and it's just, I don't know, it's just, I think they're playing with ideas that are really interesting and cool, but I, I, I think this would benefit a lot more if we got away from doing, like, the month-to-month book and we kind oh, of yeah. almost had, like, trade paperbacks, like a collected volume that just kind of was released so you can kind of read it all at once. Like, I think, I don't know. I, I've, I've been very much against floppies for the longest, like, like yeah. last few years, basically, to be like, I much prefer just trades. And I understand that, like, this is the industry that we have, which is like, hey, you know, we come out monthly and do this. But I, I think, I don't know, some of these events and some of these books and some of these like like pick stories would benefit from just having like a collected volume or just Absolutely. like we're releasing this you know twice a year enjoy this this is what's happening this is what's setting everything yeah up. but they, but they need to do the mm. events to maintain the current model of single issue format which we yeah. all think is not a good way to read comics anymore <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. news yeah. i don't know why they're keeping on doing it anyway um so issue two of the trial of magneto it's uh, so magneto's now in a coma um because uh pietro just beat the shit out of him yeah, and xavier yeah. and hope who is whatever you don't need to know um they're just kind of like there, be almost interrogating him to find out what's happening. And for some reason, Hope is just taking a stance to be like, this is basically torture. And I'm like, I don't understand why you're taking that. Like, surely yeah. no one's being like attacking anyone and you're not really implanting memories and you're not doing anything. You're just trying to find the truth of the matter of what happened and where he was at that moment. I don't understand why you're like, this is a violation or why you're like, hey, this is basically torture. And it's just, I don't know why Hope has taken that route, considering she was raised by Cable, who is very militant at times. Yeah. Anyway. Sounds like another classic case of nobody knowing what the fuck to do with Hope. (laughs) Ah, classic. Uh, So uh, this particular issue is dealing with um, the Avengers coming in to take Wanda's body, or at least to like you know, um, you know, be like, we're, we're grabbing Wanda's body and we're going to bury her. As the Quiet Council, are like, no, we're not resurrecting Wanda, and this is what's going to happen. And the so, Hulk wishes to eat her corpse. Yeah, must yeah, yeah. Honor the Avengers' last wishes for Wanda. <laughs> Hulk hungry. Hulk is hungry. You know, he love eating See folk. That guy's huge. Yeah. He's yeah. got a big appetite. Um, so they're doing like a big tour for like, you know, the, the Avengers that are arriving. And for some reason they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to, we're going to just take them past like through where we resurrect, uh, our mutants, but we haven't announced that and we're keeping that a big secret. So everyone, shh. And you're like, okay, but why even 
take them to like that section of of the woods basically <laughs> why even go through this point okay it's very silly um and it just sometimes the art feels very rushed there's like a beautiful panel of um of of magneto screaming that he's the one that killed scarlet uh which his own daughter and his fists are like the size of his whole face um, yeah, I think and I, you said, I, you, did you send that through? To I us? definitely did, and I'm yeah. like, I think they're trying to do a thing where it's like perspective, like perspective but it looked yeah, bad. Wow. Uh, wow. It, it looks, it, it genuinely looks like something from the '60s. Like it genuinely yeah. looks. Yeah. I don't know if they're paying because I, I think I've seen this kind of almost Magneto doing this like same pose before, almost in the yeah. same art. I don't know if they're like ah, we're paying homage to that particular comic, but it looks out of place. Is all mm. I'm saying. Um, but there's some nice character moments in this, um, like Northstar, who is also a speedster, is kind of comforting Pietro and all that kind of happening because, again, like he's very upset he's lost his um, sister. And, yeah, so Hope is kind of very much against, for some reason, uh, questioning Magneto while he's in a coma. And um, while Xavier is like goes and you know, introduces himself to the Avengers, she wakes him up and, and Hope is like, you have to stop the Avengers from grabbing Wanda's body. And you're like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why are you doing this? You're making like the situation worse, and it's almost like an, an international incident you are creating. Good job! Yeah. Um, so then, then of course, uh, Magneto goes a little bit crazy. Polaris, his actual biological daughter, uh, stops him because she's also like, why the fuck did you kill Wanda, you son of a bitch? Um and, and then the Avengers step in to fight. Again, more fighting for no real reason when everyone's really, just calm down. It's really got the vibes <laughs> of, like, the like you know, they do, like, a mm. Avengers vs. X-Men comic or whatever. Yeah. And it's like they need this really mm-hmm. sort of, like, paltry, meaningless excuse for the combat to happen. Yeah. yeah. Or for the conflict to happen where it doesn't feel earned, really. It's mm. just, like... We need conflict in this comic, so let's engineer one instead of let's like build up to something that sort of makes sense and feels. Yeah, and then there's like a a, there's a really really weird moment where Kyle, who is Northstar's husband, arrives at Krakoa and he's just like, "What's going on?" Because everyone's fighting, and then Magneto takes him hostage for like a brief moment, and it's just like, you know, the Avengers leave Krakoa now, or I will kill you know this human kind of thing, which is very fucked because it's Northstar's husband, and it's kind of like, no, he's not. He's Krakoan. Yes, he doesn't have powers, but he is Krakoan, and it just—I know—it just feels very, almost out of character for like where Magneto is now. Like this kind of felt of very. Like, mm. You know, like comics will sort of like slowly change characters or whatever, and mm. and and let them evolve or whatever. Yeah. But then at a certain point, there will always be that backslide because comic books have that kind of eternal, yeah. unchanging. Like I, I don't know. Like, is there mm. a bit of that vibe to it, it? it? It definitely felt like Magneto was backsliding, like to the point where I'm wondering if that is a plot point because, like, he's in his old, um, like his his red and purple costume yeah. again, which we haven't seen for a while. He's always been in like his new sort of like you know white costume, and mm. he's very much being now like a champion of mutant, like mutantdom, um, and almost like a hero. I guess that, that was like you know one of the first kind of like things that like Hawks and Pox were like oh my god he's like a basically a celebrity within the mutant community of being like how much that he has suffered basically and now how much he's like pushing for mutant rights yeah. and so yeah this does feel like a huge backslide and not just in terms of how he looks but his personality as well and how big his um, fists are and how yeah, big yeah. his giant fists are where they've and done so much work shrinking those fists I know. The comics, and now they've grown again <laughs> here yeah. they are this is what <laughs> happens um, and then, yeah, it, it ends with uh, 
for some reason. Uh, Magneto being, yep, I killed her. I killed my daughter. I killed Scarlet Witch. It was me. Arrest me. And he's like, that's why he's put his fists up to be handcuffed, I guess, because... You know, that that means a lot to a man who can control magnets. Um, And as he's being like, I did this, uh, we get a glimmer, like a a shot of Mystique, who's like, well, this is interesting. You know, it's crazy that you have a shapeshifter. Uh, You maybe want to, like, look into this. Uh, Any X-Men? No? You do do you, you little scamps. Um, And then, yeah, Wonder just appears and is like, hey, uh, uh, I got some uh, issues on, on that. Uh, of of I, I got some, the Iowa wasn't murdered, he didn't kill me. And uh, then she goes and makes out with the robot boy Vision, and that's the end of uh, episode two. How many chapters, uh, how many uh, issues do we get of this of this event? I actually don't know, to be honest. <laughs> I have a look into it. I'm I just, guess. Like, I'm just I reading guess it as we come. Probably. Uh, but it's very great to us, like, okay, the trial of Magneto, of who killed Scarlet Witch. Ah, she's back. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing, I don't know, because again, she's all magic shit. And she's it's back good. and she's horny for robots. She's very <laughs> horny for robot. But there is maybe, because again, it's like, oh, who killed Wanda? And there's, there's a lot of like people being like, well, it was probably Mystique or it could have been Exodus or it could have been a few other different mutants. And now it's like, well, now she's back. What the hell is going on? And, you know, it could just be just magic bullshit. Or this could be because Hope is one of the mutants who can resurrect uh, the mutant. So you need like five like five particular mutants, and they're the ones that are in charge of resurrecting the mutants. She could have just gone rogue a little bit and been like, I know the Quiet Counselor saying don't resurrect her in her old form, but fuck it, we're doing it. I don't, I don't even need like, Egg for this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Egg, we're shut up. It we're doing it without egg. you. Yeah. Um, so, and then, yeah, this Wanda could be uh, the, 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 the Wanda with like a backed up Wanda. And I, I don't know. It just feels all messy, and the yeah. artwork is Sounds kind really of silly. Sounds like X Men rushed. It's yeah, just yeah. it sounds like classic X Men that I wish we'd gotten away. I thought we'd gotten away from, uh, which is a bit disappointing. And again, yeah. it's this kind of thing where I'm like, I thought I thought we were, I, thought, I thought we were done with this. I thought we were done with this, but evidently we're not. I'm trying to work out like the like even like the meta of like why they're trying to do this. Are they trying to get like Wonder and Pietro back into the fold of X Men, or at least back in the fold of mutants, and kind of like retcon that retcon, which would be nice to be honest. Mm. Um, but yeah, again, I'm, I'm just trying to work out what they're doing now and where they're going from here. As I guess the trial of Magneto, I mean. There's, there's no dead body now because she back. He's off. He's off the hook. <laughs> Damn right, Magneto's off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was air, air guitaring. It doesn't really work on podcast format. But. No, no. <laughs> Just sounds like a weird uh, scream. Yeah. yeah. And like, again, again, this is this says a lot of like even the even the title Trial of Magneto. It, it's very much steeped in like kind of X Men lore and X Men yeah. history, which is like uncanny x-men around was it 200 which was like this big trial of magneto where magneto does appear in front of i think like the un to be like yeah fucked up i'm sorry and they do a trial and basically like i think they forgive him and he's learned his lessons and then he becomes like the headmaster of the school for a bit so again again, like magneto there is there has been this redemption arc for magneto going on for the longest fucking time and it just seems so strange to kind of either backslide that now uh, and and or, or to kind of do it in a weird sloppy way. And look, this might this might turn around, and it might be like, hey, this is all just kind of like, you know, misleading us you know, one way mirrors, or the other. Yeah. But 
I hope it is because yeah, there, there are there are few like inconsistencies and there's a few kind of weird things where you're like, that's a choice and why? Yeah, if yeah. I was in charge of the X Men books, the trial of Magneto would be a week in Magneto's life in which he applies for a job at McDonald's and has to <laughs> do, do a trial week. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, but yeah, no, I again, he gets really frustrated because all, all the cutlery is plastic. <laughs> yeah, I can't do any of this with my mind. Yeah, well, yeah, he's, try, he's trying to pick up all been. the trays and he's just like pointing there, trying to use his powers. They're like they're made from plastic, dude. Yeah. Made from what is, plastic. What does Magneto do in his like break? Like, what's he? What's he doing in that? T- it's hard to imagine <laughs> Magneto just sitting, you know, mm. playing chess yeah. by himself. Yeah, yeah, or just on his phone, scrolling through Twitter or <laughs> whatever. chess on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly chess, to be yeah. honest. Um, well, yes. well, yeah. Zamet, um, uh, would you want to deliver your final verdict Verdict yeah. for the trial of Magneto to the, to the, to the judge? <sighs> well, it, it, start, it started off reasonably okay, or somewhat even... even I would. I, I don't. He- I hesitate to, word, to use okay. the word strong. It's just guilty or not guilty? That's what you're allowed to get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, look! It's a sloppy mess that I'm not even excited to see where it ends up. Uh, but I, am, I will read it. Yeah. Um, but no, I he de- definitely he innocent. He didn't kill his his daughter. Someone else did. It's all bullshit. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's very obvious where it's coming from the start. Like clearly he didn't do it. It's probably a mistake. She fucking hates Krakovs because they're not resurrecting his, her wife. So there you know. You it's Fair just enough. probably it. We have figured it out. She did it. Well, I find, I find, I yeah. find. Sorry, the jury finds uh, Joel Zamet guilty of talking about the X Men for too long, ah, and damn. hereby sentence you to six weeks of not yeah, being allowed to talk about X Men on the yeah, podcast. That makes, that makes sense. I'll, I'll expand my horizons. And now, to, to, uh, to uh, the only thing that can clear the, the taste of X Men out of my mouth is uh, somebody talking about an 84-year-old comic. <laughs> so I, Finally! Yeah, I, uh, there's a couple of places online that I will read uh, comic books that are often like, harder to find or that I just want to like read the first issue to like see if I like it, see if it's the kind of thing I'll invest time in. And what I, I often see is like vintage comic books from like the 40s and the 50s, like as like, hey, we've recently got all of these, uh, these comic books, you know, scanned in or whatever, if you want to read them. And I'm always like... No, that sounds bad. But then I was like, <laughs> what if it's funny? And so I clicked on a comic book called Amazing Detective Cases. Uh, which oh, right. Through... I thought you were reading the first Detective Comics from 1937. No, I noticed that the same thing happened like when I was reading House on the Borderlands. It always happens. We always have these miscommunications. No, it's a comic book <laughs> called Amazing Detective Cases that ran okay. during from 1950 to 1952 for 12 issues. <laughs> Not okay. old enough. No. No, so uh, it's hang too, on, too amazing young, de- detective issues. Dete- amazing detective cases. However, okay. is it trying cover- to be like Detective Comics and Amazing Fantasies and just kind of like tricking you to reading this? Like, <laughs> well, here's a back in like thing. the 1950s, was it? Is that actually nowhere on the comic books does it say Amazing Detective Cases? Oh. It always just says Amazing Detective. <laughs> so I don't know if it's Amazing Detective Cases the comic or Amazing Detective the comic. It's unclear. But what it is basically is, or what it it. Uh, purports to be is real life crimes and true detective cases that actually happened in comic book form so each uh the, it'll in each issue there'll be like three or four different stories and they will be uh, yeah apparently 
real comic, uh, real crime cases uh, turned into a comic book. So the first one opened with okay. the story of Bonnie and Clyde or whatever. Or it's like the mad, I read last night, issue six has a whole thing about Rasputin. But nowhere does it talk about how Rasputin fucked everyone's wives. Everybody's just like, <laughs> we hate this guy, but we're not really saying why. I'm reading it like, because he fucked your wives. I know the truth about Rasputin. Um, anyway, the, the whole thing is just copaganda. It's all just copaganda. <laughs> and it's so funny. Every single one ends with, and this is what a life of crime will get you. Nobody ever gets away with crime because the cops are too damn good. Um, most of the stories are terrible. One story was about how Pinkertons <laughs> didn't used to have guns. They weren't allowed to carry guns. Or maybe it was FBI agents. I can't remember. And it's a guy, an FBI agent, let's say, mm-hmm. chatting to another guy about how he finally took down this crook. And the other guy's like, how did you do it? Because we're not allowed guns. And he's like, D- let me tell you. Uh, so this crook I was trying to take down, he had a great gun, which he considered his lucky gun. And oh, I could never take him down because I didn't have a gun. But I used my... But don't worry, I'm a great FBI agent, so I tricked him into kill- into you know dying or whatever. And the way he tricked him is that one day in a shootout, the crook accidentally shot a wall and the bullet ricocheted and killed him. And he's like... <laughs> How smart am I? <laughs> you didn't do anything. You just, you just were there when a guy accidentally killed himself. Another one I read a couple of nights ago was about a guy who's like, I'm going to commit the perfect murder. I think it was called The Perfect Crime. And he was like, um, it, it opened with him being like, this is it, The Perfect Crime. And he just stabbed a guy to death. And then he got caught by the police. And the oh. police were like, we think you stabbed this guy to death. And he's like, no, I didn't. And they're like, this old woman saw you. And he's like, oh no, my perfect crime, which was just regular crime. I don't know why he said it was perfect crime. And anyway, then later on, he's in the street and another guy, like another criminal, uh, stabs a person and gives this guy who was going to commit the perfect crime a knife, the knife he used to stab someone. And the cops are like, you stabbed that guy in the street. And he's like, no, this isn't the murder I committed. I committed that previous murder. Uh, but that's what he's thinking. He doesn't say it, but he's on trial for a murder he didn't commit. And then mm. it, on trial, for some reason, he's like, oh no, I'm going to go to jail. No, I didn't commit this murder. I committed this other murder. And and then he gets hanged. And they're like, the perfect crime. Anyway, <laughs> so they're all, by and large, just insane and terrible. <laughs> Um, the- so I've, I've done a small amount of uh, research for you because I knew this, <laughs> yeah, you. which is far too much that you, for you to do. So I did it yeah, for I'm you. Yeah, I'm good. I was never going to. Um, so this originally started as a series called um, Real Life Tales of Suspense in, oh, yeah. 19, in 1949. And it was a, like a 52-page comic book containing yeah comic, comics based off real crime Um and after the second issue, Atlas Comics, who uh, which was then which then became Marvel yeah, many years later, um, Atlas mm-hmm. Comics changes the focus from crime to horror. So, um, real life tales of suspense uh, issue number three is a horror comic all of a sudden. But they decide, oh, we want to do crime stories too. So they start amazing detective cases. But because they've already done two issues of Suspense 1 and 2, which were crime, the first issue of Amazing Detective Cases is issue three. Yeah, yeah. And this happens shockingly often. Like, I, because I was like, I started reading this because I was like, it'd be funny to do on serious issues. And then I was like, well, there's some other vintage comics. Let me have a look. And one was called, like, some variation of Amazing Tales. But yeah, it was issue six, seven, eight. 
and they were, I was like, I don't know what happened on either side of this comic. A but disagreement clearly, in the office. Like, no, yeah. it's six. No, it's seven. No, it's fine. It's all of them. It's all of them. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Presumably as well, at the end, it stopped being, I think these were sci-fi tales. It stopped being sci-fi tales and they just made it a brand new uh, comic book. And presumably before this, it was another genre altogether, which I love. And I find, even though like these comics are not the best to read, some of them actually are pretty good. Like there was a, one about a guy who gets fired during the Great Depression, and he's like, he kind of goes crazy, and he shoots his boss, and he then thinks that he gets really paranoid, and he's like, oh no, everybody's out to get me, or whatever. That was really beautifully illustrated, and it was quite punchy, and like, as opposed to a lot of the other ones that have these like big walls of text, because they're just explaining a thing that happened, and they're not trying to make it like readable. This one really was. It did have a curious moment where he's... He, he's shot his boss, right? He thinks everybody mm-hmm. knows. And he's in a bar, and a guy in the bar is like, can I look at your drink? And he's like, sure. And then he gives, he's got like a little whiskey glass, and he gives it to the guy, and then the guy starts examining it. And the guy's like, oh no. The guy who thinks, who shot his boss, he's like, oh no. He's a detective looking for fingerprints. And so he panics, and he runs out of the bar. But then the guy who took the glass to examine was like, ha ha, that always gets him. You ask to look at the glass and they think you're a detective. A classic prank. And I don't know if that just was like a prank you could pull in the 1950s, but it's a very weird little scene. Um, Something else that's just massively delightful about these old comics is the ads in the middle. Uh, They're so Mm. funny. There's so many comics for like, you know, use this baffling exercise regime developed by a stuntman and you will become a a muscled He-Man Adonis. They rule. But, um, and what's crazy about those ads is that um, they're never targeting the overweight. It's always targeting no, skinny yeah. people. Absolutely. Um, All of them, they're like skinny. There was one that was like, skinny women are horrible. Here's how to take this supplement mm. to become plump and wonderful. And then there was a little insert, which I shared with you, inside the one body shaming women that was like, men, you're not getting away from it either. Men who are skinny are also disgusting. So, just <laughs> terrible. Um, there was one as well that was like, hey kids, would you like to make money and buy prizes by selling, it was called something like, white pulvar paste? And all of the kids in this little comic were like, damn, I love selling white pulvar paste. It goes so quickly. And now I can get all of these prizes, like a shotgun and a doll. <laughs> Whatever. Is it a food? People, I don't know what it was. It didn't say. The kids were fucking... They were getting heaps of prizes for selling it, and apparently it was selling like hotcakes, according to the comic. But I can't imagine that's true. Um... Lots of ads pulvar? for stamps. How do you spell pulvar? Oh, hang on. I'll see if I can find it specifically, because I don't think it was pulvar, but it was something like that. <laughs> I'm it was something where I was like, this tells me absolutely nothing. There's a lot of horrible, nightmarish, like, buy this terrible doll or whatever uh, ads as well. Let me see if I can find the, the paste one. It was in the Rasputin issue. As well, these have been scanned in... Um, from clearly like some collector or whatever so they're a bit torn mm-hmm. one of them is signed which is really cool i don't know who it's signed by but it's signed a skinny um, person hey you're the skinny yeah. guy from the ad surely someone's gone through these and they're like wonder if they worked yeah well you gotta wonder where is here it is okay um uh, so I'll try and describe the comic to you. It's like one of those comics mm-hmm. within the ad. So the comic is called Jim and Betty Find a New Treasure. Treasures in quotation marks. 
Jimmy, who is dressed like a pirate, um, they've been digging up their front yard. He says to Betty, who isn't dressed like a pirate, but is wearing a little red beret. He says, I'm tired of playing pirates. We never find any treasure anyway. And Betty responds, me too. Then a new kid leaps over a fence. It's crazy, because the fence is like six foot high. And he says, hi, kids. Mm. Look at this swell new watch I earned selling white cloverine brand salve. And then the boy says, and I'm working for a bike now. And then uh, Jim says, say, Betty, that beats digging for pirate treasure. Let's send in those coupons. And then later on, a few days later, he says, golly, that salve sure sells fast. Now let's call him Mrs. Brown. With each purchase of white cloverine brand salve, you get a beautiful art picture. And then they say, she bought two boxes. You'll have your doll in no time, Betty. And Betty responds, and you'll have your football. So... I don't know what white cloverine brand salve was, but the, it sounded like hotcakes. It's like a it's soothing relief for chapped hands, face, lips, dry, rough skin, minor burns and skulls, sunburn, windburn, chafing, and other irritations. And it came Incredible. in like yeah, like a big puck, a big metal Incredible. puck. And Active ingredient like- was petroleum. <laughs> <laughs> if you sold it, you okay. could get it. You could get it. You send in the coupons that I guess you would get for selling. You could get mm. a camera. A radio, uh, I don't know what that is. It looks like a, you know, like like when they have to put together a gun and it's in a case. Looks like that. Uh, an mm. air rifle, a doll, a bicycle, a baseball bat, a torch, a little ukulele. Incredible. Um, there's, so a big, like, there's a big notice on the back of the can that I found online. It just says, keep out of, out of, out of reach of all children. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they shouldn't be advertising directly to them. That's great. In the 50s, they were like, nope, uh, Kids, take it, buy it, send a coupon, sell it. One thing I don't understand about these ads from the 50s, and maybe you two can clear this up, is so yep. many of them are like... Having get... lived through them. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> Big older gentleman as you are. No, I just... I don't know. Maybe this is just something I don't understand, but it is obvious to everyone else. So often they're like... Like there was one saying it was for a ring with a wolf on it. And it was like, if you're a wolf man, you'll want this ring. But the way you got it is you just sent away for it and paid postage. And they sent it to you. And I don't know how the Wolf Ring Company is making money. Do they get a bit of the postage? What do they get? I don't understand. So many of them are like this. It's like, you pay nothing up front and we tr- teach you ventriloquism. You send away a, like a little note. What One I was reading, for example, was like, do you want to become an expert FBI fingerprint specialist? <laughs> no, you... I, I'm crazy. They're like, all you need to do is send a your name and address to this uh, this address or whatever. And Mm -hmm. we will send you out a questionnaire and you fill out the questionnaire and send it back. And if we believe from your answers to the questionnaire that you have the necessary skills, we will send you an instruction booklet called the Big Blue Book of Crime, as well as the necessary tools to become a fingerprint expert for the FBI. And I don't know how anyone's making money in that situation. Well, I I think it's like a pyramid scheme kind of thing where they, they get in on like, you know, even though it costs them postage to send them a yeah. couple of pieces of paper, then the, the the one idiot kid out of five is going to want to get the upgraded piece of paper, you know, buy the official right. magnifying glass or whatever. And I suppose, uh, good, good point, because a lot of them are scams and very obviously scams. One I saw was like, would you like a miniature TV? Holy shit, a roly. A miniature TV you can have in your house. But then reading the fine print, what it was, was it looked like a TV, and it came mm-hmm. with five pictures. And you could just put those pictures, you could like slot them into the front. And it, and it, everywhere it was like sports games, dancing, action. But 
It was just like a picture of some people playing football that you could pay three dollars to look at. That's kind of sick. Bit- <laughs> it was great. It's probably uh, worth three bucks to be honest. The amount of disappointed, and what's great as well is you get this absolute scam, and then it'll be like, "Do you want a capuchin monkey?" Five. Yes. Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a fuck? We'll send you a fucking monkey. Whatever. Give your postman anyway. five dollars. He'll give you a monkey. <laughs> He'll give you a fucking capuchin. Imagine being like the fucking mother of some fifties chip and spud or whatever. You don't know what they're doing, and all of a sudden they come in and they get a fucking monkey. What are you going to do? Anyway, <laughs> Amazing Detectives or Amazing Detective Cases. I've read six issues of, I think, 12. I I really, I, th- I find like these kind of vintage comics actually tr- quite charming. I think, obviously, because I have read like a, a lot of the old creepies and a lot of the old uh, 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 eeries and stuff. From, I think they were from more of the 70s, but like I like those kind of older horror vintage comics as well. Uh, this kind of foray into true crime... Whilst sometimes interesting, and sometimes the art had like a really, I don't know, occasionally it was kind of not beautiful necessarily, but really mm-hmm. like kind of nice to read. Uh, I probably will not continue on to issue 7 to 12. Um, I think I get the idea. I think basically. you mean issue 9 to 14. Excuse me. Yes, of course. <laughs> occasionally as well, like I'll read one of those ads and I'll briefly, I guess just because my mind's warped by how easy it is to buy things and do stuff online. Like, I will see an ad and it'll be like, send in your information. And I'll, like, be nearly about mm. to just, like, click on it so that I can get a <laughs> capuchin monkey or whatever. And then I have to be like, no, Jackson, you're reading a comic from 1951 scanned into a computer. What are you doing? That $5 um, monkey would cost 60 whole dollars <laughs> these yeah, days. Which is still pretty good for a monkey, to be honest. Um, yeah, so look, uh, I, I, they're, they're fun to read. They're, they're delightful. They're a nice little window back into what the hell people were doing in the past. And sometimes it's hard to believe that, like, certainly with a lot of the ads, that any of these could actually have been real, I suppose. Um, So, like, there's some kind of fun element about that. Um, I wouldn't say I recommend specifically this vintage comic, but I would say don't shy away from it just because you're like, well, how good could it be? Also, I think this came out after the Comics Code Authority, uh, like shit took place, so it's quite bloodless as well. A lot of people get shot, but there's not a lot of not a lot of. Mm. I don't. I guess I'm not looking for gore, but there's like there's just, there's, it's quite bloodless, I suppose. I, I might try and find some kind of older ones before the Comics Code Authority was put into place, and to to see the difference. I I'll think like, definitely yeah. I'm going to read more and review more comic books from the 1950s and 40s. I look forward to you going down this twisted path. Yeah. I'm going back in time. I'm getting my time machine. I'm taking my $5 capuchin monkey and my fake TV that just shows me pictures of guys playing football. And I'm going way back 60, 70 odd years. However many. What year is it? Back to the (laughs) 1950s. Um, So that is uh, Jackson's thoughts on amazing criminal cases, is that what it's called? Amazing detective cases. cases. And, uh, of course, Zamet with um, The Trial of Magneto 1 and 2. All that's left for this episode is me to let you know what I thought of the entire series of Full Metal Alchemist. (laughs) And before we hear that, we're going to hear some words from our sponsors. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Thanks, sponsors. And now it's time for me to talk about Full Metal Alchemist because, uh, yeah, I've, I've binged through the entirety of this 108-chapter-long uh, masterpiece. Wow. That, Damn. Um, yeah, it, st- it started in July 2001 uh, and ended in June 2010. Um, written by uh, Hiromu Arakawa. And this, yeah, I mean, like, it, there is something to be said about just completely burning through something that <laughs> took someone a decade to make. <laughs> how long did it take you to read? Like, how long did it take you to, to go through it? I probably, like, over four weeks, just about four weeks. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's um, not bad. Some weeks I read more than others. I, I like, as, as soon as I hit, like, the final arc, the thing about this series is, like, it is so well paced. Um, so it does a lot of like very, very good setup. So that maybe like the first half of the, um, or maybe like the middle, there's like parts of it that aren't quite as exciting as the rest of it, but it's, it's expertly setting all the pieces in place for an amazing battle. And you can always feel them working towards something. There's no meandering, like bullshit chapters. Um, no filler kind of exactly yeah 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 um look a majority of uh people are probably familiar with this because of the, the anime series i know uh zamet i can't remember D- jackson if you've watched them no for metal alchemist brotherhood is that the one you've watched uh i've watched yeah, i think brotherhood and i think i remember in high school watching the oh, not gee. brotherhood one okay, cool. but like didn't Sister get very far into the series i realized yeah, recently right. that at some point in my life i watched the first season of an anime called ergo proxy don't know why I did that, but that's something that I did. <laughs> anyway. like, these are the these are the, like the, the, the your teenage horrors that are coming back to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Why? <laughs> why, why did, did I watch I that watch anime? That? What? What was happening? I think I watched it by myself too. Why did I want to watch that? It literally exists as just like a little island in the sea of my memory. But it happened. Um, so yeah, Full Metal Alchemist. It's set in like the early, because uh, like nineteen hundreds, and you follow two alchemist brothers, Edward and Alphonse Elric, um, mm-hmm. and they are yeah they they, they use alchemy. They've been uh, hired by the government to to work for the government using their alchemy powers, and cool. um, the whole thing is like basically like they they lose their mother at a very early age. And they try to bring her back from the dead, which is something that every alchemist says you should never try to do. And uh, in doing like this, advice. trying to bring her back from the dead, they, um, uh, Edward loses his arm and one of his legs. And um, Alphonse loses his entire body. And Edward has to basically bind his soul to a big metal like suit of armor. Um, so it's, it, like, it's a very fun to, fun to look at. Uh, 
series, any series where there is just a hulking suit of armor walking around being pally with a younger brother is is a lot of fun. Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, there's there's a reason this is one of the most beloved series of all times. And what I love about it as, like, you know, a piece of media is that if this was American, um, this would have been ruined by, like, so many sequels that were done without... The, or either that were done because the, the, the creator was forced into creating new things in this mm. world or the publisher had the rights to the series and thought that he wanted to make more money off it. So suddenly you have the trial of Alphonse Elric you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> powers, <laughs> powers of alchemy. <laughs> um, and I, I think that's what I love the most about manga is that it is like, you know, it's, it's just one person's idea, vision, mm. story. Like the only thing that they need to make sure they do is sell a certain amount of, or like, you know, have maintain a certain amount of reader interest and sell enough, you know, volumes to keep the story going right until the end. And, and, you know, very, very many of the greatest ones are able to, um, I would recommend this series to everybody. It's so yeah. much fun. And like, as far as like, you know, lo- like a, a extremely well-respected and beloved manga series go, it's very um, achievable. 108 issues. It's not um, too bad. Yeah. Comparatively, you know, yeah. Comparatively to the 900 and however many issues of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure I've read or one, officially 1,030 something chapters of, of One Piece. Fuck uh, yeah, you know, My like 108. Dude. That's nothing. It's, it's child's play. No, no, breeze, no, 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 yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I'm now very tempted to watch the, the anime, Brotherhood. Um, so if anyone wants to advise me against that, uh, now's your chance. Because um, I'll Lock probably start out, man. in the next week. <laughs> Have the time of your life. Oh, I wasn't talking to you guys. I'm talking to the, the listenership, the people whose, whose opinions matter to me. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> oh, fair. yeah, they, no, yeah. reasonable. Yeah, um, but yeah, like the, the the final arc is one of the greatest. Like it, it is an all-out war by the end, mm. and like every single player that we've been introduced to over the course of the series has a role to play in that final arc. Even the characters that have died. Um, oh, cool. It's great. Um, it's just very, very well paced and everything, everything very expertly set up from from the get go. It um, is so I, nice. Like you, you definitely you're right. You don't get it so much in like sort of more Western comics of that like that mm. authorial uh, like through line or something that you're. It, this is clearly mm. one vision realized. Yeah, mm. and, and like I think. You get, you, mm. Like, American comics tend to be less like, okay, well, I want to do this, and then there's a fight mm. with the editorial staff yeah. or, like, the editor-in-chief, and then you end up getting, like, you know, Spider-Man getting real fucked. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I you, think, this I think, happens time and time again. I think that's why, I, like, and what it makes me think of, is like, I'm a massive Hellboy fan and a Mike Mignola fan, and of the, mm-hmm. the whole Hellboy universe is does, I think, more than a lot of other Western comics have that through line because Mike Mignola is involved in just a lot of the side stories and the sort of smaller arcs or whatever. But I think when 80s, 80s and 90s Vertigo, similar mm, similar mm. vibe. A lot of those runs are just like so but creative. You could, you, and but you could just tell when they're not. Like yes. there's this series of like maybe mm. five Hellboyverse comic books that are some of the worst shit I've ever read in my life. And it's because it was one of those things where the editor was like, hey, Mike, can we just like give your IP to like a group of writers and just do a little series? And he's like, yeah, sure. And they are... What's the worst that can happen? (laughs) Oh, they suck. One is like uh, Liz Sherman and Roger the Homunculus fighting a ghost train. One's about Abe Sapien fighting monsters in the closet. And they all talk like like 1920s Brooklyn gangsters. (laughs) It's The art sucks for all of them. And it's just so obvious. 
that they are have no connection and most people consider them non-canon because they're like it's just none of that authorial intent or that kind of like through line is there it sucks um i actually thought that the um speaking of western comics um the comic that I, I like felt very similar to me as I was reading Full Metal Alchemist was Bone. Ever read oh, Bone? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read Bone. the first thing of Bone. Love Bone. Love yeah. Bone. Um, oh man, you got to read the end of that, Jackson. It's so. Oh, fun. I know. I do. And, and, I do. Again, another comic that that just in a way that like you know that's a very well paced like you know kind of fantastic comic that with with lighter elements at the start of it. You're like, oh, these these happy brothers mm. or like these funny Bone guys. Um, and then you, a much darker influence takes over the story and then it becomes like, yeah, like the final arc of Bone is a big war as well. Mm. Um, and everything that you, everyone that you've mm. met in the series up to that point has a role to play. I don't know, there, there's a lot of parallels. Um, That's uh, cool. Read Bone, read Full Metal Alchemist. Um, having finished Full Metal Alchemist, of course, it's, you know, it's, any, any normal person would take a break, read a few, you know, small yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe just shut their eyes, don't look at a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Have dove, a nap. Dick first into, into Berserk. Uh, ah. um, the enormous um, del- deluxe editions have been uh, sitting at the end of my bed on our shelf, just taking up way too much room on this shelf. We have like yeah. seven, soon to be eight of these enormous 700-page uh, deluxe editions um, that are like leather-bound um, with big red writing that says a Berserk on the front. Um, I don't really like reading omnibus um, format comics very much because they're so big and they're hard to yeah. read when you're... For sure. You know, sitting on the dunny. Um, but it makes sense that um, Berserk... To, to read Berserk in a format that you could kill somebody with. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's thematically appropriate. Yeah, like this, like this mark of the beast inscribed oh, into, cool. into the leather or yeah, the vinyl. Hell. Yeah. Ooh, so yeah, they're really, really good. And the, and the eighth God, one of them... It's so big, man. It's, it's, like, so, it's so much bigger than... Because you were just showing us the front and then you just angled it slightly and it was like... Oh my god! The biggest <laughs> book I've ever seen. Uh, and there's, uh, there's there's about to be eight of them in my house because the eighth volume, coll- uh, which collects I think uh, ish- volumes, the original volumes twenty two to twenty four, um, that just came out, so that's on its way to my house now. Um, I have burned in the last three days. I've read the first two volumes, so six volumes all up uh, within those two deluxe editions, and um, it is so. Like, I've already read those those volumes before, and I, and I was like, oh. Berserk's pretty good. I'm, I'm enjoying this, but rereading it, um, of course, this is by Kentaro Miura, who who died sadly a couple months ago, um, mm. and left Berserk unfinished. Um, so I think around I don't, I don't know how many chapters it got, but like yeah, the it, the, the the arc isn't done, and uh, and Guts's story will be forever unfinished, what a which shame. is uh, which is sad, but kind of makes it a bit more special in a weird way. No, I can um, see that, um, and. Yeah, it's it's one of the most important pieces of uh, of of comic book literature, and uh, has inspired so much more than just you know fantasy comics. It's also like the reason we have all the Dark Souls games and so many mm. other beloved Japanese um, de- deadly fantasy um, fiction. Uh, it's it's a it's a must read, and if you must read it, you should definitely read it in uh, in this format because um, yes, the book is big, but that also means that the art is big, and so mm. you get incredible. And I find it an amazing spread of like bunch of cool fighting like real big yeah look at that sword going through that horse's face oh, <laughs> that's good that's what you want that's what look at this guy for. whoa this, <laughs> this is, they have to fight he has to fight a demon because like guts the main character like thinks himself completely untouchable yeah. and uh he has to fight the first like real challenge that he comes up across uh up against is um 
uh, what's it called? Oh my god, it's so good. Look at this double spread of this fucking demon. Oh, he's sick. Looks like yeah. a that's a good sheep, demon. kind of. Here we go. There's another big double page of just his face. <laughs> This is just me showing cool pages from Berserk. <laughs> um, but his name is... Oh, i gotta, I got to tell you, because it's, it's worth... It's worth figuring out what his name is. Nosferatu Zod. <laughs> yeah, okay. It, it's great. That's it's great. like, you know, medieval fantasy um, with... Mm. Like you know, all kinds of demonic presences. the The mm. first few, the first few chapters are um, guts. The main character like fighting his way through um, someone who's like made a deal with it with a with a with a demon, a demonic pact. Um, and it, it it feels a little bit by the numbers. You meet Puck, this like uh, uh, like elf that he befriends, kind of yeah. reluctantly. Um, but then mm-hmm. suddenly it, it just goes back in time and you see like Guts' oh, origin cool. story and they spend like, I think like many, many volumes just telling his entire origin story and like the golden mm-hmm. age. Um, it's uh, it's really, really good. So I'm in the middle of that now and I love it. Berserk's the best. Everyone should read it. R.I.P. Miura. Yeah. Um, cool. That is it for <laughs> um, our reviews of Berserk, Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> oh, let's see if I can get it this time. Amazing Detective Cases. Yeah. And The Trial of Magneto. Um yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to come and discuss comics like the ones we just reviewed and other ones that we have not reviewed, um, dare say better ones, um, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash serious issues podcast is the place to go. Or you can head to the Sans Pants Discord, which can be found uh, by um, DMing Joel Zammett in the middle of the night. <laughs> I've said, I've posted so many like screenshots and like little cutout stills from amazing detective cases. Into the uh, 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 the channel on uh, the Sandspans Discord for serious. Yeah, c- come join us in the Sans- in the series issues let me, channel. Let me show them to you and have some people be like, "Oh yeah," and yeah. be like, "Let's talk about this." Let 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 Jackson advertise things from the fifties to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, does that not sound yeah. good? What was the the, the coolest one? Good. The coolest one you sent me was the Mister Peanut one. Yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's a peanut bank, so it has peanuts in a tank on top, but you can also use it like a piggy bank. So you can put money in and get peanuts out, and then when you need money, get money out. <laughs> so I, I think what it is is, yeah. So it's a it's a peanut bank, right? So it's a big plastic mold of Mister Peanut wearing a monocle's yeah. hat, mm-hmm. head, like his hair face, and then on top of his head is is his classic big uh, top hat. But the top hat is clear, and you can put peanuts in it. But once you finish the peanuts, then it holds pennies, nickels, and dimes. Yeah, this, it holds up to twenty dollars from memory is what they claim. A whole twenty dollars upwards of twenty dollars like in coins. A hundred bucks in nineteen fifties time, plus all the peanuts. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I yeah, bet someone rules. out there still has one of those, which is pretty cool to think about. Okay, new new mission: find yeah. Jack, mm-hmm. find or, or make Jackson a Mister Peanut <laughs> Peanut Bank for him to mm-hmm. keep his peanuts. <laughs> upwards of twenty peanuts. peanuts. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for listening uh, to this episode. If you want to catch Joel and Jackson, you can on many Sans Pants Radio podcasts, including mm-hmm. Thumb Cramps, Base of Speculation, mm-hmm. and of course, yep. thumb, uh, Plumbing the Death Star. Always mm-hmm. say Thumbing the Death Star now, which sounds disgusting. <laughs> but uh, hey, go listen Someone's to Someone's got to. Yeah. Make that real. Just make one one episode Thumbing the Death Star. Where we thumb the Death Star. <laughs> what would it feel like yeah, yeah, to put yeah. your thumb in the Death Star? <laughs> uh, see you next week, everybody. Steely. Bye. Bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.